0: Welcome back to the Mail-In Podcast. It is a lovely, chilly Wednesday morning, although you're hearing this on Thursday morning. I am your host, Brett Merriman. To my right, the lovely, the bundled up this morning, Sally freeze. Hello, Sally. How are you?
1: I am bundled.
0: You are straight bundled.
1: Uh... I couldn't figure out what I was going to wear so I put on the vest and I was like that's not warm enough so I put a jacket over it.
0: We just we just went for everything today. It's a whole look. <laughs> it but, is a whole look.
1: But I mean we're in that weather in Austin where it'll like probably be 70 later. Actually I don't mm. think it's going to get that warm today but layering is key. You gotta oh. take those layers off.
0: Layering is very key as you get older. I think you go like college is like a hoodie post grad's like a hoodie and a jacket and then like then when you get up, a little bit of money, a little bit of further away from college years, you're just layering like crazy. Mm-hmm. I'm a big layering fan.
1: You're not layered though. You're wearing like a tech
0: button-down button down situation. We have a uh, happy hour with a client today, so I figured I'd throw on something nice. Ish
1: probably not going to get wrinkled because it's a tech material. It
0: is one of my favorite button-downs. Wow. I will uh, shout them out. It's Roan R H O N E. Wow, Because no, they are fine. a sponsor of, of ours, but this is not spot
1: not not today they're not spot
0: correct not today they're not spawned. what but else is going not on really what do you have spawned. planned today sally what's what's your wednesday like how were your chores last week
1: uh i won't lie to you okay <laughs> right before the podcast mm-hmm. put some stuff in my lips thinking it was like i was just like blindly reaching in my purse thought it was regular lip gloss okay. and the stuff i put on has like the heat in it so that you're supposed to plump up your lips. And now my lips are on fire.
0: <laughs> so you're just buzzing right now.
1: <sighs> it's not great. Not great. Yeah.
0: Maybe I'll do it too. Can I have some? And we'll just, we'll just both be plumped lipped, uh, buzzing. All are podcast. Are you going
1: to give me herpes?
0: No, I don't have herpes. I'm good. Okay. Knocked, on, knocked on wood. Here. No, I actually, i don't actually need it. I don't i don't okay. think I want my lips bu- <laughs> on there, there. fire.
1: Oh, feels like a little H, a little jalapeno there um you know not much on the docket today
0: nice okay which
1: is great for me
0: good i yeah. slept uh i slept for like almost 12 hours last night Mm-hmm. a I solid 11 okay so yes
1: but then that's the problem when you go to bed that early you wake up i woke up at like midnight mm-hmm. and then was awake till two, Oh jeez and i just was like awake Thinking about stuff, and then decided that at like one thirty a.m. was would be the time, the most opportune time to go, like, clean out my dishwasher.
0: Hmm. Okay.
1: Did you know that you have a filter in your dishwasher that you're supposed to clean?
0: You know, I've learned two things about dishwashers recently. One, yes, you're supposed to f- clean a filter, yep. but I don't know where it is.
1: It's in the bottom.
0: Oh boy. Okay.
1: So where the little blade is? Yeah. It's there. You can see. There's like a the cylinder that sticks up and usually it's the filter and it twists out.
0: Okay, I'll do that at some point. Not looking forward gross. to it because I would Soap's imagine dumb. it's going to be gross. Yeah. Number two, I learned that if you're not, if you're using pods versus just like... Regular soap, dishwasher. Yeah. You're just supposed to put it in the dishwasher and not in the little pod pod. Yeah.
1: Because it doesn't like dissolve in time.
0: Yeah. What's up with that? I feel like there needs to be rules and and uh, directions on that front. Yeah. So, I'm I, now just throwing the soap pod just into the thing.
1: I'm in a weird stage of adulthood. I think maybe from having a child. I don't know. I'm like trying to keep all of my stuff like really tip top shape, clean. Mm, okay. So as not to like pass on mold to Fritz and stuff.
0: Sure, that's a good. We all strive for that.
1: Did you also know that your washing oh machine has a filter?
0: Yes, I did. <clears throat> you cleaned that pub No, nope, I haven't. It's upsetting. I, have not. I, again, don't know where it is, but do you I have do know- a front know...
1: loader or a top loader? A uh, top loader. <sighs> That's the dream. We have a front loading.
0: I hate it. I hate front loading everything.
1: I hate it. I, I despise it with all of my being. I think it just makes everything moldier. Like, because mm, okay. it stuff gets trapped in there, and the issue is, we can't like. You're supposed to like leave all that open so that it can dry and doesn't mold. Oh, like if you're not washing clothes, you're supposed to leave the lid open.
0: Interesting.
1: People have probably tuned out at this point. They're like, we don't give a shit. About no, this this thing. is
0: our audience, Sally. This is. <laughs> they're not you're, here for the jokes. They're here for exactly this. The,
1: so, you're supposed to leave like, and especially if you have one of those like. Uh, my front loading one has like a drawer that you put detergent in and then push right, it back in. Right, right. So it's to leave that open too, because that's like where mold, anything that's like wet and doesn't have access to like oxygen and being dry, et cetera. Mm-hmm. Not really. I mean, oxygen helps the mold grow, but it needs to be able to dry, shear sure. out. Okay. So you have to leave the door open and you leave that thing open and let it dry out fully. But like when we do that, Fritz just like walks in and tries to climb into the washer. What well, kids? Yeah, kids, kids. do that stuff. So, man, that's the issue with the front loader. The front loader sucks, though. Your I'm kid lazy. tries to climb in. All your clothes are moldy.
0: There, washing clothes is just—it's—it's the—it's the worst. I—I I like the act of doing it. I like the idea of doing it, but the like—I hate transferring. I—I've said this on the show before. My washing machine is on the right, top loader. My dryer is on the left. Opens, the door opens, swinging counterclockwise, like towards the washing is that machine.
1: Normal. I feel like the washing machine is normally on the left.
0: Exactly. Exactly. So I have to take my clothes out, top load, dodge the the dryer door. There's not a whole lot of room in this laundry room because I also have my hockey stuff in there. So I'm stepping on like skates and shoulder pads and helmets. Dodge the dryer drawer come over the top and stuff it can you not
1: end. switch them around
0: i mean I, I i probably could but i think that's a lot of effort
1: it's really not because you can just unplug and, like, i don't even move. know
0: but it's almost like they were put in there and then the wall was like built after them i don't know if i have a whole lot of like tetris room to play with to move it yeah yeah i probably could but that's just a an afternoon activity that doesn't feel like it's in the cards for, yeah, for your boy. I get that. I'm just going to complain about it instead.
1: Yeah, I mean, I think that this is like peak peak thirties for me is like caring about this shit.
0: I think so. We went and uh, toured a model home on Sunday, just because just for shits just and Just for shits and gigs before the Bills game, we needed like a de-stress thing, so we decided to tour a model home. Okay. The level of advancement in washing machines. Is uh, is is staggering, like they look like spaceships at this point. But that's point. the thing. <sighs> Do you I have a spaceship want... washing machine?
1: I don't want that. I want like the old school, like bad for the environment, fills right. up with tons of water. Yep. So you can like soak your clothes. I don't want the high energy efficient blah blah blah. I want a top loader that's going to use basically the amount of water of a swimming pool every time I wash.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: I know I'm going to probably get canceled for this. Okay. But that's how I want to wash my clothes, and those don't even exist anymore. Like you, the, you cannot buy them. You have to like find a guy, like an mm. appliance guy, who has one refurbished from like 1990. You can't just go buy one at Best Buy.
0: Want the old school?
1: With the with the high water amounts.
0: Yeah, that that there's like a an ocean in your laundry room.
1: It Sucks.
0: Man, anyway. I don't know what to tell you, Sal. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know what to tell you on that front. You, we're going to have to find a guy. Maybe somebody out there will be like, I'll sell you my washing machine.
1: Maybe. Hit me up, you guys. Get, <laughs> help me. Get, or give me some tips for this stupid, stupid front loader. I hate
0: mold it. situation. Well, if you want to give us tips on that, please write in at the link to the Twitter bio, at mail and Podcast, or you can ask a question or give us a call. Hit the hotline number, 888 888- three six two m a i l eight 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 three six two six two four five uh please subscribe on itunes also and follow on spotify we might have to do i have so many voicemails banked right now uh that we might have to do an, a voicemail exclusive episode okay Might be fun but this is just all questions so here we go hey guys what's the line between settling uh, in, in parentheses that might be too harsh a word uh and accepting relationships always require some degree of work okay so here here we go yeah what's the line between settling and accepting that relationships always require some degree of work not necessarily talking about major issues here just differences that create little tensions how many little tensions is too many sally
1: The limit does not exist. (laughs) I mean, okay, ask me on a different day. I think um, this is totally dependent on what stage you are in your relationship.
0: Okay.
1: Here's how I think that most relationships go. You meet the person, you're infatuated with them. That's the infatuation stage. You put them on a pedestal. They don't text you back. You like have a full blown panic attack. Mm And either it fizzles out because you care too much and they weren't into it, or it keeps going and you get past the infatuation stage. Then, once you're past the infatuation stage and you're like getting into like starting to date, that's when you start realizing the annoying things they do mm. to piss you off. Right. But not enough to break up with them, just enough to question whether or not you want to date them at all. Mm.
0: <laughs> okay.
1: Okay. Yeah. So you're, you, maybe you're like a month in and you're like, okay. Like, they do this thing, like, when they are, you know, talking on the phone or whatever. Or like, here's one that really annoys me. Like, they exclusively talk to people on speakerphone. Mm, Why? Why are you doing that? Uh, Shit like that that you're like, this is annoying, but I can get over it. But I don't even know if I want to deal with it enough to date this person. Okay. Then you, if you move past that stage, it's because your feelings for them outweigh the annoyances. And then it becomes like usually that thing is like a little quirk that they did that you're not like that annoyed by mm-hmm. later on. But at the beginning, it seems like a big deal. Right. Yes. And then you get into like a serious relationship and you just have these ebbs and flows where like you're obsessed with each other. Everything's great, whatever. And then one day, everything they do annoys you. Mm-hmm. Every single thing doesn't matter. <laughs> like they're standing wrong in the kitchen. Mm. They're breathing too loud. They forgot something. that You you know, it's just dumb shit. that Like, that's...
0: You spend so much time with somebody. Correct. Like, dumb shit is going to happen.
1: And then you just move past it and you get over it. Or you get into a giant argument with them about it.
0: Stop standing wrong.
1: Correct. <laughs> and then you just are like, I'm being a crazy person and you move on. I think that this exists in every relationship. But what my point is, is like... It's where you are on the spectrum and also your willingness to let go of things that aren't important. And I think that is vital for a relationship because you cannot, in my opinion, have a relationship where nothing is wrong. And I'm not talking about, like, full-blown deal breakers. I'm talking about, like, little annoying things. Mm -hmm. You just have to, like, let that shit roll off of you. Agree. I'm like talking from extreme experience today because unbeknownst to Will, he's been annoying the shit out of me for the past 24 hours. Don't tell him.
0: Okay. Uh, I think, I think my, my, like my two cents on this was going to be something along the lines of when the annoyances consume a relationship, when like, when, when the annoyances are all you can think about and you can't get to that stage of like, I'm over it. I'm, I'm still in love with this person. Um, I really like this person, but like when the little tensions are boiling over every day, that there's something wrong there. Like that's right. just not sustainable. Um it, it just it you just can't. Like you your relationship, while yes, they always require work, that is no doubt. I just think we're in a stage in our lives and, and a period in of time when like you do you have like options for lack of a better term, and you can Always continue to meet. So the same thing goes with a job. Like people used to stay in careers for 40 years. Yeah. Now they don't because it's like, well, if I'm annoyed for a year and a half at something, like I'm just going to find something new because I can. The options are so much bigger and wider. And same goes for this. It's like if you're to the point where these annoyances and tensions and whatever it may be are consuming your relationship, that's just not as sustainable and that's not healthy for either of you. Right.
1: I say that in the sense of, like, I totally, I completely agree with you. I think mm-hmm. when you are meant to be with somebody and you love them, a lot of times you can, like, overcome that. Sure. How, With the caveat of, like, for me, annoyances are, like, I don't think you're settling just because someone does something kind of quirky and annoying. No, no, no. I'm... But I do think there's a different type of tension that I think is not worth settling for or ignoring. And that's stuff like jealousy.
0: Right, it's, and I was I was gonna say like a jealousy, a, a, a controlling thing. Right. Maybe it's like, maybe you wanna go out Thursday, Friday and have fun. And he wants to stay home and just always like, well, always wants to play like Xbox and mm-hmm. never wants to go meet your friends and never wants to do like, maybe there's that. Or he's like, Out with his guys too much and like refuses to just not golf every Friday, Saturday, even though you're like, please, for the love of God, can we go to the farmer's market or something like that? Yeah. So there's just stuff that are there's like compromise. And if compromise doesn't happen, and that's a source of tension, yeah, that's a bigger problem than standing wrong or not breaking down a box kind of thing. Right. Like there's there's levels to this stuff. Well there's there's
1: like like, there's things that are feel like they can't be gotten over like maybe they're a bad texter
0: Mm, okay perfect
1: but at the same time i can get over that i can't get over someone like being controlling absolutely so it's 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 to each their own but Mm -hmm. then you know in the same vein of like i almost feel like this question stemmed from somebody being like i we feel like mary's really settling because john is just he's like kind of a fat slob and he also like is really yeah. jealous like right people those... that
0: fight over this stuff all that, like the like right. the fighting couples yeah how many fighting couples do you know that have made it i don't know i just don't i'm not programmed like that i don't i don't i don't understand and if you are a fighting couple i would love to hear from you but i you i know like can't. a couple
1: fighting couples that have like grown out of that phase Oh, which is good together okay. because like it was they were fighting couples when we were like young sure. early 20s yeah. post-grad and like just didn't have like enough drama in their lives i guess right. <laughs> but now yeah. i've like moved past that and like have other shit to worry about mm-hmm. besides like starting a fight with their significant other yeah. while they're drunk yeah every,
0: every like every night yeah you just don't there's no a couple fighting couples, and it's like, why do you guys? Why it's there's this it doesn't seem fun.
1: Low key though, like having a fighting couple in your life, as dramatic as it is, <laughs> is like kind of fun. That's keeps fucked the, up to say, but like when you're out and going. you're like,
0: oh, here they go.
1: It, it's fun when they're like being, they're fighting, but it's not like escalating to something that's like really obscene, like someone cheating on the other person, right. or the cops of getting course. called. Yeah. But like when they're like being annoying, you're like, here we go. That's like a little bit of entertainment for you and your friends. The fighting couple at the that, expense w- w- of their happiness.
0: <laughs> One of the fighting couples that I I know very well uh, did not like it when I did a ding 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 bell uh, in Do, the boxing in ring, your and they were like, <laughs> then, then then the ire was on me. <laughs> I was like, ooh.
1: In your experience, the the fighting couples you know know that they're the fighting couple.
0: Uh, I think the the man does
1: uh-huh
0: i'm not sure if the woman know. like you know what i mean like the, yeah. the man will be like oh fucking every time yeah comes back to like the guy's side of the table at the picnic table at insert yeah. restaurant yeah and he's like oh well, here we and we're like how'd that one go tell you yeah. know like that that so i think he does in a lot of the cases but <laughs>
1: One of the few joys you have in your early 20s is watching a fighting couple fighting, and just knowing couples. that you are not in one.
0: Randy, what's your experiences with fighting couples?
2: Uh, I don't really have any. I don't think. I don't know. Okay. Oh, thank
1: you. I, for that. I usually just
0: walk away. I'm just like, <laughs> I don't want to deal with this. That's Randy's. Maybe I, I just love the, the drama. Yeah, that's true. You know what I love, Sally? There. What? Our friends over at Liquid IV. Wow. The new year is here, and there's no better way to kick off 2023 than by making sure you're feeling like your best self. Liquid IV is the category-winning hydration brand, fueling your well-being, and their hydration multiplier is the one product you're missing in your daily routine. In just one stick, you get five essential vitamins and two times faster hydration than water alone. Use it first thing in the morning before a workout when you feel run down after a long night out and on long flights do you realize how dehydrated you get on flights sally
1: i mean yeah mm-hmm. I, my whole brand is like rehydrating your skin on flights but hydration has to start within you gotta drink your hydration <laughs> hydration
0: products. does start within. yeah it does but you you moisturize of i just course.
1: basically made a tagline for liquid IV. i mean they have their own fueling, right. life's, fueling adventures, life's adventures but hydration starts within it also call does. me liquid IV.
0: They already sponsor us. I, okay.
1: I don't, call me more, I guess. I don't.
0: Uh, <laughs> what I do, liquid, what, what my favorite part of Liquid IV, they kind of mentioned it. There's a Liquid IV for every point in your day and every activity. Morning can be either the energy blend or a, or a hangover mm-hmm. to rehydrate. Uh, Mid afternoon can be the energy blend or after a workout to hydrate. And then at night, it can be before you go out, get some hydration in, or it can be the uh, the immune system one, the immune approach, whatever it's called. I like the
1: immune one in the morning.
0: You could do that too.
1: A little little tangerine to wake you up.
0: You know what's in that too? What? Five essential vitamins. Yeah. B3, B12, B6, B5, and vitamin C. How about that? Three times the electrolytes of traditional sports drinks and made with premium ingredients non-gmo and free from gluten dairy and soy grab your liquid iv in bulk nationwide at costco or you can get 25 or 20 percent off when you go to liquidiv.com and use code mail-in at checkout that's 20 percent off anything you order when you shop better hydration today using promo code mail-in at liquidiv.com next one sally here we go what's up mail-in crew my boyfriend 31 and I, 26-year-old female, have been together for a year and a half. We met in the last year of my PhD program and went five and a half hours long distance six months ago when I started my first tenure track position. As people who have done long distance before, what tips do you have for making it work? How do we decide when it's time to end long distance and for one of us to move? LDRs, Sally
1: is 5.5 hours enough for you to get on a plane
0: i would say yes in in mm, it's a shitty drive yeah to do consistently yeah three three and a half is probably my drive but it's five and a half hours you might not get a perfect flight situation like um, unless it's like major city to major city
1: yeah um okay well my tip is i think you and i have said this before Mm -hmm. i think you aim to see each other at the very least once a month try every other weekend ish uh i think the fairest way to do it is usually to like flip-flop who goes where Mm -hmm. you know Um, obviously that can be moved around based on what's going on in your lives. Like if y'all are going to a wedding together or out of town or whatever. Sure. Um, But that worked for us. I think the longest we usually went without seeing each other was three weeks. Mm -hmm. That's not a hard and fast rule. I just think after three weeks you get to a point where you haven't seen them, you get anxious, you get upset with each other easily, things like that. Yeah. We used to do this thing. We'll always... (laughs) would call me out on it. But like right before we would see each other and we hadn't seen each other in like two or three weeks, Mm -hmm. I would like literally pick a fight with him about something and he'd be like, don't do it. Like, I know what you're doing every time. It was like the Thursday before the Friday, like no matter what, I would pick a fight with him and I don't know why. But I think usually when we were going longer, it was like that stress of like not seeing him boiled over and like caused me to... Pick a fight for no reason at all and be the fighting couple oh i see i'm just kidding uh, but i think i think three as a max for us was that's was what worked in our relationship yeah i think it made it easier to do every other week but we were austin to houston so mm-hmm. you know three hours max uh, mm-hmm. and austin to fort worth um i think another thing that's important for you, I don't think there's a hard and set limit, but I think when it makes sense for you to be together, that that's when it should happen. I like our long distance was by circumstance. Uh, I mean, we met long distance, but I knew even when we met that I was gonna go back to school. Mm-hmm. And then I knew we would be in separate places when I was in school. Um, and so we had like a three year time frame for that. Mm-hmm. Um, I I think when it becomes very apparent that you are just over the long distance part, it's when it's right for you to make moves. Sure. Obviously, I think if you've been with somebody and there are opportunities for them to move where you are or vice versa, where you're like, uh, she took the job on a tenure track, whatever. Mm -hmm. But like, if something comes up in the city he's in and that makes sense, I think it's a little difficult, more difficult for like her PhD stuff. Sure. Yeah. But if you know it makes sense for him to move to you, and then he like, passes up that opportunity, for me, I'm like, well, why, why didn't you, why, didn't, why aren't we working towards being in the same city? Yeah. You know? Yeah, yeah.
0: Mm-hmm. Totally.
1: But I don't know that there is a number. I think most people could burn out at a couple years.
0: Yeah. I think that's fair. I think it, you're right about when it makes sense is the best time. And that changes per couple, that changes per circumstance. A lot of the time school's involved here. Yeah. Um, And then you just try to, you know, some people can't move. Some people have to be where they are. And and it's kind of on the other person to move, Um, which sucks in a lot of cases. But that's just kind of sometimes how it works. I think when it's time to end is you're right when it's like you're just it's so clear that this is going to go the distance that you kind of have to make you like something that has to make it work yeah um that's not necessarily like you don't have to be thinking about that from day one right it can take a year it can take two it can take three years like there's no hard and set rule on it um but the the, the tip for it is like you said once a month at the least and always have your next thing planned. Yeah. Like, always have your next trip planned. Try to schedule three or four in a row. Like, you can't, don't leave a weekend being like, when am I going to see you again? Yeah. Because that also creates that little creeping anxiety, creeping doubt, because you just don't really know.
1: And then I argue that it's time to end the relationship. At any point when you are realizing that, like, maybe your alone time without that person is Mm -hmm. more enjoyable. Sure. And I'm not saying people should absolutely enjoy their alone time away from their significant other in any circumstance, even when you're in the same city. But when, like, you're going to visit them and you're stressed about it because you don't want to deal with, you know, the hassle or seeing them or whatever, and you are starting to wish, like, I just wish I was at home. Mm -hmm. And they weren't with me. It's not like, it's not even like, I wish they would have come to me this weekend. It's like, I wish I was at home alone and not with you. That's, that's a clear sign. Like maybe it's time to end this relationship. Mm -hmm. I think the, the issue with long distance relationships is it doesn't follow normal rules. So it's really easy for people to get sucked in and then like stay in one Mm -hmm. Um, or, or like not give it a shot because they don't really know how to like Mm -hmm. act accordingly. Sure. It takes a lot of trust, takes a lot of patience, takes a lot of coordination. And then I, and then there's also the part of like, there's always like a weirdness when you come back together and you're like living in the same city for the first time. Because a lot of times when you're seeing somebody every other week or every three weeks or whatever it is, a lot of times you're like doing fun stuff. You know, it's like, oh, Brett's coming in town. Okay. We're going to like... Do we're gonna have this group dinner so everyone can see him? And then we're gonna like do this birthday party, but we're also gonna do a day at the museums. It's like you're always you're never just being with each other. And I think that's how Wills and I relationship was for like the first year. And then when I went to grad school, it was a lot more like he would come and we would just lay there. And just hang. And I think almost that made our transition into a couple in the same city made it better because we were used to just being around each other not like mm-hmm. going 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 so don't make every visit like a little mini vacation sure that's i mean good, it is because yeah, you get to like area. see that yeah. person but you don't want every single time you see each other to be like some fun exciting da-da-da. like it's okay for them to just come visit you and you do nothing like mm-hmm. run an errand have lunch and then chill the rest of the weekend that's okay too you don't have to have every moment planned
0: yeah i like that idea um and communicate that's, that's rule number one in a long-distance relationship. Communicate. Yeah. Hi, Brett and Sally. Uh, I found out recently that I'm pregnant with my first child. Congratulations. Uh, my husband and I are excited and so grateful, but first trimester has been rough so far, so taking things day by day. I'm a huge planner, and of course I'm already thinking about a baby shower. I want it to be low-key in a traditional ladies-only baby shower while my husband has a guy's weekend. I have an idea to invite my closest friends to spend time with me after the baby shower at a hotel with a pool and catching a nice-ish dinner together. I would like to cover the cost of the hotel stay since I'm asking them to take time out of their life to celebrate me, and this isn't an expected cost when your friend has a baby in comparison to a bachelorette party. Is it rude if I ask these friends to help cover a smaller slash reduced amount, maybe like 50 to 100 bucks of the cost? I would also like to point out that I would probably not ask them to be hostesses at my baby shower, but will rather will ask some aunts and cousins. I would prefer for their gift and contribution to my shower to just be their time with me that night and maybe some money. If this is a rude ask, I will prepare to cover the entire cost and plan accordingly. Just need my Queen Sally and King Brett to help me out here as I navigate the etiquette. Thanks always as somebody who is uh very limited in their experience with baby showers i will leave this one to you um what is the etiquette here
1: i kind of like this idea of like you haven't seen your friends in a while make a weekend out of it etc um it kind of in my opinion depends on like what everyone's life stage is you know if you're the first one to have a baby and your friends are in grad school and stuff like that i think if you're asking them to come in the nicest thing to do would probably be to cover it, yeah, um likely they're gonna turn down your offer, but I think if you send an email or a text out to them saying like, "Hey, we're gonna probably do my baby shower this weekend, please don't i I already have relatives hosting would love really just the gift of your presence mm-hmm. the present of your presence um don't need anything else just Just want to spend time with y'all. Was thinking about getting some rooms at this hotel. How are your thoughts? And just see what their reaction is. If they're like, oh my God, that sounds so great. Let me know. Probably they're going to just want to cover themselves. Mm -hmm. And they'll probably cover you for dinner too. Because it's like celebrating you. But I think it's a nice thing to do to like cover part of it if you can. I don't think anybody's expecting that though. You know?
0: Yeah. And I just... I will, like a baby shower, I feel like is normally like this is out of the norm, right? This the baby shower is normally like a couple hours together, sort of like a bridal shower or like a yeah. brunch, and then everybody goes home. Yeah. Right? Like it's it not necessarily is a fly in activity or it's is rarely a, a fly
1: in unless it's like your sister or like yeah, your best yeah, yeah. friend. Okay. Uh Will's mom came in for and his cousin came in for mine. But like yep. I think those are the only only people who came in and maybe one of my friends from Houston who happened to be coming in town.
0: Yeah. It could be. It's a drive-in for sure, but not.
1: And sometimes it's not even a drive-in, depending on okay. what's going on. I mean, like, a baby shower is a baby shower. I think I had one. It was lovely. I had a great time. But, like, I, at the same time, is it a fully necessary thing? Like... I was kind of in the vein of, like, this is, like, I don't want to open presents in front of people and stuff like that. But, like, it was yeah. really sweet and, like, nice. My mom's friends hosted it for me. Mm-hmm. Um, and we, the thing was that I wish that I would have had time to, like, hang out with my girlfriends afterwards. But literally, I was, like, so close to my due date. We, like, had to go home and, like, organize all of our shit <laughs> in case I had the baby. Uh-huh. Uh so I think this is like a really nice thing. I think you present it to your friends like that okay. and let them kind of take the lead. And then just say, if people are like wishy-washy, be like, I w- this means more to me to like spend time with y'all than it does to like get a onesie from you or a, you know, a stroller or whatever it may be. Yeah, but I like- also think it's okay to tell your friends, like we're adults now. Mm-hmm. Some of my girlfriends are like, we want to host you a shower. I'm like, hey, that's really sweet. My parents, my mom's friends have it covered. If y'all want to go in and like, get the stroller like the 10 of y'all cool that'd be great yeah and they did and i i was like is this shitty to ask and i texted my friend she was like no you should absolutely just ask for that i was like great done
0: yeah i like the idea of sort of shifting that expected cost from the little onesies and stuff to a a bigger thing whether it's a hotel stay whether it's a dinner whether it's Uh, a stroller for example like kind of like we can we we, we're gonna have the onesies and we're gonna have the pajamas and stuff like that but the big stuff is kind of cool and and yeah practical and meaningful potentially so i think if if i'm you in this situation to the reader i i probably do what i can to cover the hotel granted you get enough of a response from the hotel group to be like yeah let's do that let's get a six or seven or eight or whatever people yeah to do that they're probably going to pick up your dinner and so maybe there's some offset there but i don't i don't know like expecting it to turn into another bachelorette party is is like i don't want you to get your hopes to that level right
1: i think i think coming into it with a very humble you know would love to spend time with you this is, I want to make this special because I want to spend time with y'all before I have a kid, et cetera, makes more right. sense than being like, please come in town. My baby showers this weekend. It's very important that you're there. It's like, yeah. you don't want it to be an expected thing of them offering the invitation, saying you'll cover it, but I, you know, I, I
0: think, just Yeah, turning a baby shower from a, like, we're, now we're talking an all-day event. Baby yeah. shower, to pool day, to dinner, to like, I'm. I'm guessing you want this to turn into going out after dinner. No. But but she's like. Pregnant. No, bro. She's in her first trimester, though. Like.
1: No, but you have the baby shower when you're like. She'll be like. Thirty weeks. Okay. 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 Well, you're not then going I, out. You're. She's not drinking. She's. She's. No, I know. Gonna i gonna go to a dinner and then probably pass out. Have a slumber party at the hotel.
0: <laughs> okay. I. I just. I don't know. This but is new I, to me. I'm I, just like. I
1: get what but, you're saying. I think this is a really cute idea. I yeah. like. I kind of wish I would have, like, asked for the same. Mm -hmm. I think the issue is, and here's what I want this girl to think about, is, like, likely you will have family in town, and Mm -hmm. that makes that more difficult. Like, I felt like when Will's mom and cousin came in town that I needed to spend time with them because they came, like, all the way from Michigan versus, like, my friends who I see, like, every weekend. Mm -hmm. You know? absolutely. And so that expectation also needs to be set, like, with your mom. Yep. Of, like, hey, not going to hang out with... And you know marine because i have all my girlfriends in town
0: mm-hmm. very fair
1: and then that and on the flip side you may be spending your baby shower talking to all of your aunts and cousins so that they don't get their feelings hurt
0: true so
1: it is what it is good luck good luck congratulations
0: yes also yes congratulations uh you want to do a little family planning uh, sure hey brett and sally I realize how absurd it may be to write in for your advice on family planning, but I genuinely would love some objective advice as I'm currently feeling pretty stumped. Here we go, Sally. Get your math, uh, get your whiteboard out here.
1: Yeah, this is long.
0: Some background. My husband and I are both 29 and starting to think about having a family. We've been married for almost three years and are on the same page that we are ready to start seriously considering getting pregnant. Here's the issue. I am currently in law school and have about two years left, after which we plan to move to the suburbs to live closer to both sets of parents. We currently live in a major metropolitan city and a small condo that we own, so moving isn't as easy as if we were renters. Uh, that condo would be too small for us and a baby plus a large dog. We initially plan to start having children around the time we move, when we both will be 31. So this sounds like a great plan, but I'm starting to get extremely nervous about the idea of balancing pregnancy slash postpartum slash a newborn with the same uh, time I'm starting a new law career that will be extremely stressful and time consuming on its own. I'm also worried about the impact this could have on my career where I go, or were I to go out on maternity leave shortly after starting. So this is leading to consider the idea of having a baby while I'm still in school. This is admittedly less practical as we, one, don't have the space and two, could still afford to have a baby but are definitely less comfortable than we anticipate being a few years from now. However, the big pro is that despite being in school, my life is pretty, pretty flexible and I definitely have more bandwidth to have a baby, which is why it's still feeling like the better option for the purposes of both my sanity and future career. My husband is pretty deferential to whatever I want to do since he knows I would be the one who has to physically experience everything and his capacity to be supportive would not change in either outcome. Love the show and appreciate any thoughts that you may have. Thanks. Let's counsel, Sally.
1: Okay. I'm not going to get on a soapbox here.
0: Get get on the soapbox.
1: This is why being a woman still comes with so many, like think about all the stuff that this girl has to like think about. Who she is clearly thinking about on a daily basis. Versus like probably her husband who's like, okay, I'll (laughs) give you sperm whenever you want it. Like she's thought about like, can I afford a baby now? Can I physically do this right now? Can I do this, this, and this? And I think as women, It it sucks that you we have to have the outlook of our life be like: Will my career be ruined if I decide to bear a child? So I'm just going to address that right now. I think that um, it's really really important to be with a person who is going to support you, which sounds like he is. But also, you you know, this is coming from a place of privilege. Not everyone has this opportunity, but working somewhere that will support you having children versus Mm -hmm. like letting it be a detriment to you and i know that we all don't get that opportunity but i do think that a lot of companies law firms especially right now are trying to make you know for recruiting purposes wanting people to you know feel like they can bear children when they want to and have good maternity leave and things like that Mm -hmm. Um, I'm speaking from experience of just having siblings who are lawyers. Sure. Um, I think if you decide you want to wait because you don't want to have a baby while you're in school and maybe you want to be a little more financially secure and things like that while interviewing places, you can ask about maternity leave. Like, that's okay to ask. I know Mm -hmm. that feels scary coming from a place of, like, being a woman and feeling like your career's at risk, but... Those are all recruiting tactics now. People like big tech companies are having people like pay for people to freeze their eggs or like offering mm-hmm. six months maternity leave and things like that as like an incentive to work for them, especially now that work from home exists, you know, yeah. not saying you should absolutely take the full maternity leave that you need. But I, am you know, I think there are lines where you may be working, but you also could be at home with your baby if you wanted to. Um... That is an important question to me to ask in any job interview. And I, you know, there are laws that protect you from being discriminated against if Mm -hmm. you are pregnant or a woman and wanting to have kids, et cetera. Um, All that to say, I think you should have a baby when you're ready to have a baby. Mm -hmm. Um, It sounds like she has thought a lot of this through. I think i when we decided to have a kid i was like oh like this will be great i'm gonna spend 10 months pregnant i'm gonna look awesome i did not (laughs) and uh i you know i'm gonna have this great maternity leave that was over the summer it's gonna be like a little vacation it was not it's not a vacation uh and blah 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 i think Honestly, I'm like, I want to tell her to wait because I do think that there are par- – and I I say that coming from a place of like I knew a girl in school who got pregnant and mm-hmm. had a kid while we were in school, which is probably less flexible than like law school. Like being in a medical residency, yeah, she that's... literally had like a couple of weeks off and then had yeah. to go straight back to work.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: But on the flip side, like your child remembers – very little of that like when they're that young they won't remember the fact that you weren't there a lot when they're a baby they have no memory of that Um, that's more about you and how you choose to spend your time and things like that
0: yeah
1: i one number one commend you for thinking about this right now at the age of 29. another option if you have the money or have a job that will pay to do this is that if you're not ready to have a kid say you're in this girl's position, but you don't want a child yet is to freeze your eggs and or freeze embryos. Okay, That's a very expensive option. Okay. I'm not saying that everyone has the means or opportunity to do this. I'm just saying, especially if you're a young woman working in one of these industries, that's being very competitive for people ask about that and then take advantage of it. Cause I think what happens now is that I have friends We're approaching, you know, mid thirties and they didn't think about any of it till just now, but the younger your eggs are, the better they are when they get implanted in you. The younger they are, the chromosomally normal they are. They have, you know, better odds of becoming a full term pregnancy, things like that. So if you are in a position where you can freeze your eggs or freeze embryos with your partner, do it. Um, and that, that, again, is coming from a place of extreme privilege, knowing that that's an expensive option. I would probably only have done that had a company been paying for it. Mm-hmm. Um, I think 31 is still young. I had Fritz at 31, I think. 31. 31. Um, and still an okay time to have a baby. I think showing up to a job interview pregnant is still okay. Like,
0: mm-hmm.
1: I... But all that is scary, all that to say, like, if you are, I almost, my, my pragmatic self is saying, wait till you, like, have a job, can hire, probably help, uh, have the help of your parents because you're close to them, and aren't, like, putting yourself into a debt hole of, like, law school and this child, mm-hmm. and you don't have room, but at the same time, like... I knew, like I said, I had new people who had kids during school and they made it work. And it is what it is. You Once the baby's here, you just figure shit out.
0: Yeah. I think that is why I am on team sooner. Okay. Like, if you have a baby at 29, my thinking is that you are going to be a lawyer. My, my best friend in the world, shouts to Matt, is a lawyer. have seen the. Uh, the power of what law school does for your career once you get out of it yeah those bumps happen very quickly so any any debt you accrue now is is wiped away quickly once your career begins in in an ideal world um so i i think for your kind of not sanity for for something like a comfortable thing that could happen is You have a baby at 29 or 30 that child is old enough and kind of mature enough to that okay now daycare is an option you you are able to kind of sell the house when you're ready or sell the condo move out into the suburbs where the parents have you know auto help is built in out there and i just think it's i don't know i i kind of just feel like if you do it now you're ready to go post law school to jump into the career, to grind, because those first couple years are a, a grind out of See, law school.
1: having had a kid, I think this has actually convinced me even more the opposite. Okay. I weirdly think, as exhausted as I was postpartum, mm-hmm. that's a grind. Like, pumping sure. is a grind. Being back at work is a grind. I, I don't know that I... Could be where I am with Fritz right now. He's two or he's uh, going to be two soon. He's so attached to me mm-hmm. that like if I were to change drastically my schedule where he was he saw me a lot and then stopped seeing me very much, I think that would be a harder transition than just giving birth Gotcha, and okay. like taking care of a newborn whilst working. Because honestly, I think Fritz is at the age... Where, like, he is fully a toddler, he's fully getting into the terrible twos, it's becoming a lot, we are very, very blessed to have help, but when he sees me, I mean, this exact thing happened this morning, I'm helping him get ready, so as well, and the second I leave, he, like, just loses his mind. And if that attachment happens, and then you have to start spending 80 hours a week at the office... Mm I think that is going to be more difficult than spending 80 hours a week at the office with a newborn.
0: With that's a newborn. my okay.
1: personal experience. Everyone is different.
0: No, that's a, that's a I, good point. But I do that's think point. your
1: point is true too. Like that kid can start going to daycare and mm-hmm. like go to school and things in, like that. All that to say, you can talk yourself round and round about which one's going to be exactly, right. Yeah. Exactly. If you want a baby now, have a baby now. But if you are trying to have a baby now just because you're worried about what it's going to be like in two years, mm-hmm. I don't know that that's a, the best choice. Sure.
0: I get that. Just, eh, you know what, pull the goalie and see what happens.
1: It's, it, it's, failing hitting is really hard because it's like you start stressing yourself out. You start, th- I mean, if you're like me and you're type A, you start thinking of every freaking possibility under it the sun.
0: Sounds like this person is, is relatively type A yeah. and also gonna be a lawyer. Like th- yeah. every variable has been, has been kind of calculated here. Yeah. And I think you can talk yourself into and out of every outcome honestly and then it, and then it's like do you want to have multiple kids yeah and then you know because
1: then you have a kid now maybe in two years you want another kid and then you're just in the situation you're that back, you, you wanted <laughs> you were trying to avoid in the first place exactly and then you have two mm-hmm. i don't know maybe Brett's right just pull the goalie. <laughs> <that is. laughs>
0: good luck i i think either way you will be
1: i feel like i just talked in circles but hopefully we gave her some clarity Well, i
0: think i think this is a very like family planning in general you can talk your shirt like, like you can talk yourself and your husband and your significant other into circles yeah. like that just it, there's no easy way to do it unless it's 100 years ago and the only job is farming and you have like 19 kids yeah but that's it that was you know what that plan was straightforward Not so much anymore. Uh, Hey, Brett and Sally. Need some help from the hinge god himself and Sally, who, if I remember correctly, is a notorious slider into Will's DMs? Anyways, made a hinge account not too long ago and finally got a match. To be honest, I was caught off guard when this happened because the girl was on the, quote, standouts page, and I was not expecting any sort of response. I've never used dating apps before. I was curious about how you go about talking to someone that you've never met. Any advice on how to keep their attention on the app without seeming like too much or too weird? How long should you message with the person before setting up a date? I guess I just feel weird about trying to get to know someone when it's not face-to-face as it's something, uh, not something that I've ever done before. Any tips would be appreciated. Cheers. He calls me the hinge god. I'm not the hinge god.
1: Is there a standouts page?
0: Randy, can I get some help on this? The standouts <laughs> page. Okay. I learned so about the, I learned about this past weekend.
2: So the standouts page is a page on like on hinge that is like the top seven bachelorettes or bachelors that are pretty much they're getting a lot of likes. So it's like, oh, we're gonna put them on the standouts page. And the only way that you can like them is if you send them a rose, which you get one rose. <laughs> per week or you have to pay to get more roses so and then they only get likes through roses pretty much like that and then they can go through stuff so the standouts are like pretty much the most attractive people
0: but can the standouts so in the case of this person can the standout the standouts see normal people too? so
2: whenever you whenever you like someone or someone likes you hinge is different than tinder or bumble you see it like, if yeah, right, someone likes right. you or you like someone, they will see it, and then they can decide whether they match or not. Where Tinder, it's like, you guys both have to independently like each other, and then you guys will match. Right. So they will see. So this guy is probably sent a rose to her, and uh, she matched with him, and uh, he'll send one message, and uh, she will just never respond to him again. So that's how <laughs> it'll usually go. Sorry, man.
1: <laughs> <laughs> okay. Well, there's Randy's tidbit. Um I wonder if, like, do you feel like it's maybe a little lonely being a standout? If only people can like send you roses and they can't just like normally send you regular ass messages. Or are you saying no?
2: No, because they're they're getting
0: tons and tons of likes. That's why. Okay. Okay. So, so like the roses, so you not roses, not only you can get ro- you can also get likes.
2: Yeah, but they're probably not getting served to people because they're getting served to everyone on the standouts right. page. Okay. Where like a regular old. Like in person, is just going through a feed, and it's just like random whether you get served or not. Where standouts okay. are there for twenty four hours, saying that like, like, if you have a rose, you can send it to any of these people. So, how yeah. do you become a standout? You're just really hot. You right? go viral. Yeah, pretty much. You go viral on being a
1: being a hot person, a, hot a, person. A, a,
2: a potential bachelorette
0: or bachelor. Okay, got it. Okay, I'm going to uh, keep Randy's mic up for this one because we might we need okay. we may need to return it. Randy. I
1: mean, just for clarity. I did not slide into Will's DMs. He slid into mine.
0: Oh, okay. Write hey, the record. Man.
1: I did apply to be his girlfriend first, but then he slid into my DMs. <laughs>
0: um, also, for clarity, I was on Hinge for one day, um, and I had an awesome two-and-a-half-year relationship after it. Yeah. So. so
1: maybe we're not the best. No,
0: right. Uh, I'm not the best. This is
1: what I'm going to say, and it's going to be short and sweet. You got to shoot your shot. Yeah. Who gives a shit? if you don't keep her attention or you embarrass yourself or whatever. You don't know her. You're likely in the sea of other suitors. Mm -hmm. You gotta just leave that self doubt at the door. You gotta shoot your shot. Maybe, I I think just be yourself. Like I know that that is so cliche, but like don't go in there with like some dumb one-liner. Just like something kind of like little cheeky, some good banter yeah
0: i think we're past the days of like the 2014 pickup lines yeah where it's like if i were like i don't know i i don't don't know any like Like
1: if i feel like if someone was like trying to talk to me and they were just like hey how's it going like as boring as that is randy's like give me a look like fuck no but like something like that to just start a conversation she doesn't respond to you great but like clearly she Liked you back or whatever the I'm hell. I'm trying
0: to think of how to turn my third person bartender technique, my tactic, into online... I don't think you can online... do that on Hinge. Right. Which I'm, 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 I, don't, I don't know how to do that. Hinge is
1: still based on, matches you based on people that you, mutual friends, right? No. Not anymore?
0: It Hinge it has a be... bunch
2: of like prompts. It has a bunch of pictures, a bunch of prompts that you can answer to. And then you can either just send a like or you can like comment on someone's answer or picture oh so li- so like i like you get, that message. you get to send a message first so it's basically
0: like, you, like responding to an instagram story pretty
2: much yeah. okay that's cool. so yeah. use that
1: yeah they answer questions hey saw you mountain you, con- you said you like, like skiing yeah.
0: Like greetings from heavenly in Lake tahoe and it's like a selfie or something you know like something i don't know
1: find a connection put it out there leave your leave yourself down at the door and just let it be the thing is what you can't lose love you don't have so like you don't need to freak out if she doesn't respond to you correct bummer but like we got to stop putting our self-worth in whether or not someone responds to me on hinge
0: agreed now the logistical stuff how long do you message somebody before setting up a date i think with hinge you're kind of trying to get off the app as soon as possible correct Yeah. Okay. Get their you're number. like hey here's my instagram here's my number like let's i think you get exchange
1: of like a little conversation yeah maybe, little banter. maybe
0: what's 48 hours worth is that is that okay yeah does that sound
1: maybe even less in my opinion if you okay. have like a good exchange like back and forth
0: if you're if you're going several like,
1: messages you're like hey we'll we'll love to like get your number or take you out or whatever you want to say. Three or four know.
0: back and forths. Like three or four solid back and forths. Yeah, and where she's like, not right, just
1: go. giving you one word answers. Yeah. She's just saying yes to stuff. Like she's just being nice. Like why? Or is she's she a robot. Or she's a robot. <laughs> but like if you're having like a conversation, I think it's okay to move past the app.
0: Yeah, I, th- I totally think that. I think the Randy,
1: goal is to get off the app as soon as possible. tilting your head like that's, you want
2: to. I'm going to say that's especially a standout. You need to get off the app as soon as possible. Get and her like, off that app. And get exactly, because she's, like I said, getting a sea of roses and likes. But like if you're texting them, that's yeah. completely different than, some, a lot of these people just don't even go on Hinge anymore. Like, so if you get a match, probably a couple, maybe two or three messages back and forth or something that's nice, and then try to get the number and
0: go there. How... Okay, and then let me ask you this: How long is the conversation before you set up uh, a an in person date? Like my my want my, my with with Carolina it was it was basically two weeks.
2: I mean, it's hard to say because it varies from person to person. There's people whose prompts are like, "Do you just want to skip the small talk and go on a date?" Like, so I don't know. I, I would just, I don't know. It doesn't work for
0: me. Who knows?
1: To me, I think you shoot your shot early. <laughs> yeah. Like
0: shoot your shot. Hey, let's go grab a drink. Yeah, back. or or coffee is. Co- I feel like coffee's like kind of supplanted the drink, uh, as far as dates go. Is that crazy to me?
1: No, that's not wrong.
0: I don't like that. I think I co- like I don't like nine a.m. coffee. I'm not like rom- romantically like ready to ready to rock here.
1: Oh, I don't go for a nine a.m. coffee. I just get coffee,
0: but like at like four. Yeah, happy hour coffee. It's yeah. fine.
1: Not meeting someone at nine a.m. Me,
0: me neither. I feel like people are doing that.
1: Well, they have more confidence in themselves in the morning than I do. So,
0: (laughs) I'm like, I don't want any part of meeting a date and then I have to go to work and think about how the date is. No, let's do four or five o'clock, coffee or a drink. And if it goes really well, we turn it into dinner.
2: Yeah. Biggest thing I say, just ask for the date because if they just don't respond, then you shot your shot and have like an idea of a place you want to go in like a day. So like, do you want to go grab a drink on Thursday? I mean, otherwise, it's like, oh, do you just kind of want to go grab Yeah, drink you want to. Like, oh, yeah. So you don't want concrete plants. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Like, yeah, concrete he,
0: plans. You don't want to leave anything up to, like, the fate of not responding. Exactly. Okay. It's like,
2: if they don't respond, it was like, okay, then that, that was a no. You did not want to do that.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Thank you, uh, Hinged Correspondent Randy.
1: Yes, thanks.
0: Hey, Brett and Sally. Uh, last one here. I'm going to a bachelor party this spring in a city I don't really get a chance to visit often that one of my best undergrad buddies lives in, who I see maybe twice a year. Would it be a bad move to peel off from the larger group in between scheduled activities and grab a drink or something with this buddy? I'm 32 and the group I'm going with I see fairly regularly and would let the groom and best man know ahead of time. On the fence about this one and would appreciate your experience and or insight
1: i think this is perfectly acceptable
0: to a to a degree
1: i think you do it at the beginning or the end not in the middle
0: i like that you can't miss something correct you can't miss the you can't miss the tea time you can't miss the steak dinner you can't like do not miss anything because of this
1: do you what like my
0: idea here from experience because i've done this before. Bring him out at, you know, you you go you dinner, get ready back at the hotel or, or house, and you're going out, he can join up with the crew at a bar at nine, ten o'clock.
1: I think that's fine. I also was gonna suggest just like go on Thursday and have dinner with him on Thursday and then go also the, that. and then, yeah. then go to the Friday tea time.
0: Okay. I I love that. Before, I think before you, end.
1: Yeah, don't tack it on on, like, Saturday morning when, no. like, everyone's going to a pool party. You're like, I'm going to go to brunch with my friend. I'll see y'all in, like, six hours. Don't do that. Agreed. But I, I agree. Either fold him into the situation if yeah. he's if he's going to mesh well.
0: Mm-hmm. Okay. That's that's something to consider for sure.
1: Like, don't bring your, like, most of the time people, like, if you're out at bars, no one's going to care that you met up with somebody Correct. that you knew.
0: Correct.
1: But I, if you're, like, Trying to spend quality time with him, like away from other people. I think going to a dinner or something or lunch, like if your first activity is Friday night, mm-hmm. then get there Friday and have lunch with him, or yeah. try to schedule a late flight out on Sunday, which I highly suggest against. And oh, I love all... the late flights. Yeah, one of our great but, debates we could do. I know, but if if you want to like have lunch with him on Sunday, then do that. Yeah. Like see him before you fly out, but just don't do anything like you said in the middle of. And I yeah, think, but I, I, really, I think you only have to run it by the best man of the groom if you're like hey like my buddy tom's gonna come meet us out he like lives in austin is that yeah. cool with y'all
0: and i've and it, in my experience it never hasn't been right um you're not don't like you're not adding him to the steakhouse reservation yeah you're obviously. not like
1: bringing him on the party bus no. You're just like he's meeting you he's at a bar. meeting
0: us at a bar nothing wrong with that i've done it i've been part of bachelor parties that do it a lot of times they're a great guy and they mesh right yeah. into the thing Sometimes they even, they're added to the group text the next day it's Yeah. it's like, oh, shit, Brad was awesome. Yeah, but, that's,
1: I think that's normal. But yeah. yeah, don't make them part of like some sanctioned activity. Correct. Something that's easy. If y'all are in New Orleans, everyone's bopping around Bourbon Street, have him meet you there.
0: And I really hesitate, like he mentioned, to go grab a drink or something. I, I, hesit, I really hesitate to leave the group mid-bachelor party. Yeah. I really hesitate to do that. Have, fold him in or front end or back end it.
1: Yeah, it's too hard to be like, I'm gonna grab the Saturday drink before the steakhouse because then things y'all get into a conversation and yeah. then you're forty five minutes late to yep. dinner. Can't do that. You're trying to catch up with everyone else while they're throwing tomahawks at the wall. It's just like
0: Can't do that. You
1: yeah, you screw yourself and, and you probably piss off your friend.
0: It's your yeah, you're right. It's your it's the groom's thing. Yeah. Like, keep that in mind too. Don't don't carve out four hours Saturday night for somebody else.
1: Yeah, I like going early. That's like a like fun kick off to the weekend, mm-hmm. and then you can be like, "Hey, we're going to be out on Saturday. If you want to join us, then double whammy—you get Boom. extra time with your friend."
0: Bada bang! That's going to do it for us, Sally. I do have one shower thought.
1: I have zero, so you go.
0: Well, I need—it's more of a—I uh, need you to clear something up. Okay. I saw on Twitter the other day that uh, you might have been getting into it as far as guys' trips go, <laughs> Sally. What is your opinion uh, on girls? Tending guys trips,
1: I said, "I we can pull the tape." I'm, I, ju-
0: I'm just giving you the I'm giving you the floor to re-clear things up here.
1: I said that I do not think the girls should go on guys trips. I don't know if that's what I said in the moment. That is how I feel. I think we've had two questions like this. Mm-hmm. One where they were going to maybe the game. Uh, they were. Oh going, yeah 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 yeah. yeah. Yes, they were going yes, to yes, the college yes. football semi-final. Yep. And I'm like, you either go with your significant other or you go with the guys, you don't. Mingle. You don't mingle this around. And then I think we also answered this question about a bachelor party that was gonna be in New Orleans and she was also gonna be in New Orleans.
0: Oh yeah, and I was like, do we meet up? No. I I think think I I made made
1: that abundantly clear. (laughs) I like, And I, I think I even used the example of, we were on a girl's trip. I was in Vegas with some girls and our friends from college were on a bachelor party there. Okay. We weren't dating any of those guys. We just knew them from college. Mm-hmm. And they, like, invited us out with them. We were like, no, we're good. Because it's like, I don't I don't need to be on some other person's significant other's guy's trip. But then yeah. on the same vein of, like, why am I... I w- I'm not trying to, like, go with Will while he's somewhere and, like, ruin his time. Mm-hmm. Like, if... If it's a sanctioned, like, hey, a bunch of girls are going somewhere, and then the guys happen to be in the same city, I still think you separate. But then, like, then you at least have the excuse of, like, my girlfriends are going to be there. Sure. You're not, like, following them to Vegas. Agreed. Did I say something different? No,
0: I just saw that. I saw somebody, like.
1: I, like, saw that, and it pissed me off. And I was like, I never once said that a girl should go on a guy's trip. I agree. So then I shot back, and then he said that I had nails on a chalkboard voice. And if you're listening, <laughs> oh, joke's on you because you're still listening. So,
0: man, I don't think you have nails on a chalkboard voice.
1: I mean, maybe I do, but I d- whatever. People are going to hate on Twitter. I don't care. Sometimes I want to be like, you realize that you just spent time listening to our podcast, supporting us, and then came at me and then like got upset that I like clapped back at you. Is that snotty? No. Is that bad social media behavior?
0: Thank you for the clarification here. So, by the way, I think if you
1: want to pull the tapes, maybe I need to be schooled. Maybe I'm wrong.
0: I think this this obviously shout to uh, Alex Bennett at Barstool that they've, they've been doing they've a lot a lot of run with this this week. Mm-hmm. Um, she attended her husband's 30th birthday party in a mountain town somewhere. So, like, she was getting kind of unfairly blasted because it was a birthday party that other couples were invited on. Girls couldn't go. She ended up being the only girl. So, I think it was kind of a situation, like a circumstance thing. Yeah. But it looked like she like, just like, but then she, she doubled down after and was like, I don't know why girls can't go on guys' trips. And then the internet was like poured on. So,
1: there have been times where like Will claims that he, like, not claims, he does want to go on like a UK golf soccer trip. Who doesn't? And I'm like, if you do that, I am going. And I'm oh, going to go hang go. out with our friend, Rosie. Okay. I'm not trying to go on your golf or like go uh-huh. to soccer. I'm just saying, if you're going to the UK, so am I. And we're not going to see each other. <laughs> I'm just going to also be there. You know and, what I'm saying?
0: <laughs> yes. Also, I think girls being like, whether it's couples, non-dating, like friends, girls being on a guy's trip can be fun. It just doesn't, that's no longer a guy's trip. It's right. just a fun like trip. Right. Guys' trips are a very specific genre of trip. Yeah, where you say things that you can't say with your significant other around. You make jokes that you can't make without your significant other. You do dumb shit that you can't do without your significant. Like, it's just a different atmosphere. Once you enter a fee, like a girl, it changes. It's not not to say it's less fun or less like. You're less doing stuff. It's just different.
1: I think when we answer this, I'm actually like remembering now that it was the New Orleans thing. Mm -hmm. And I made the argument that like, sure, you can go and not see each other, but it almost still changes the dynamic because he's like worried he's going to run into you. Of course. And not saying that there's like anything nefarious going on, but like if Will was in New Orleans and then like like for Micah's bachelor party and then Alyssa and I were like, oh, we're going to go too. Like they'd probably be pretty annoyed. They'd probably be like, well... (laughs) Now, like what if we see you out at Commander's yeah. Palace? Or like what you know, yeah. they didn't even go there. Galatois. Like that's annoying. Cause then you're not like being your authentic mm-hmm. self. You're just like worried your wife might show up.
0: Yeah. It's like you run into Will like with a shirt off and just beads all over you, like, what what's up, Will? He's like, Oh man. Yeah. Didn't <laughs> didn't expect to see you here.
1: <laughs> I and I I didn't I didn't hear what the sparkle girl said, but I I get where she's coming from. Like if they had a trip and then all the girls backed out and you're just like well screw it i'm still like going yeah. but i also get why people are up in arms about it
0: mm-hmm.
1: they're, she they're, just, every situation is different
0: she initially doubled down in the clip like she doubled down like girls can be fun too like girls can be part of guys trips we can like we can talk with the boys it's like you can but it's just not it's not I a mean, guy's I don't trip think anymore
1: will wants to come on our girls trip to cabo nope.
0: like i don't want to go on a girls trip and anywhere. he
1: probably wants to go to Cabo, but like yeah. he doesn't want to like come with us. hmm Whatever.
0: We have our we have our two our feel two free lanes. to
1: clap at me on uh Twitter because sometimes we can get real ballsy and clap back. Sometimes I just will ignore you. So we'll see.
0: <laughs> That's gonna do it for us today, Sally. Thank you, Randy. Thank you, Adam, for cutting clips. Thank you, Sally, for uh for bundling up this morning, braving the cold and coming in and putting down an awesome episode of the Mailin podcast. Please subscribe. Rate five stars, review of the show, tell a friend about it. Hit the hotline number, 888-362-MAIL. That's 888-362-6245. Or write in at the link in the Twitter bio, at Mail-In Podcast. Sally, where can the people find you?
1: Sally DeFreeze on Instagram and Twitter.
0: I'm Brett Merriman, at Schmerriman on both of those platforms. Before we go, I will say, keep an eye on the mail-in space. In the near future. In the near future, maybe some, some change coming.
1: Bye.